Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the sex rap. Welcome, everybody, back to the sex rap, your favorite podcast, right? Right, guys? Is it? Is it your favorite podcast? It's my favorite as long as I'm not listening to it because listening to your own voice is awful. <laughs> Does anybody like to listen to their own voice? I hate listening to mine. and But I do listen to all of the episodes and uh, uh, over five years, I have not learned to like listening to my voice. <laughs> well, that's some uh, good... Uh, masochistic behavior you're putting yourself through there. I just, you know, I mean, I want to make sure that everything sounds right and and not looks right because there's no video. Could you imagine if we added, we probably should add video, throw this all up on YouTube. Hey, listeners, are you interested in us starting a YouTube channel where we talk about sex and get banned immediately? (laughs) We like to get banned. No, we don't. Um, We try to keep it uh, pretty um, amazing for everybody and uh, allowable on most platforms. <laughs> I mean, people ask sometimes like, well, what is it rated? And I'm like, you know, it goes everywhere from G when I'm talking about Disney all the way up to triple X um, <laughs> in the same episode, but all over the place. I don't, it's this, people ask like, oh, well, like when, how old can people be to talk about sex or what's an appropriate age or what's appropriate for sex? And like whatever question anybody ever has about any kind of sex means that they're ready for the answer for whatever it is. And if someone's listening, it means they're ready. But sometimes people don't believe me. (laughs) Well, this is my favorite podcast, (laughs) at least my favorite podcast to make. Um, So we're so glad to have you back with us today. Um, Andrew and I are here to answer all your questions about life and, you know, the most concerning things that you have, which are usually sex relationships (laughs) and how to deal with all of the things in between. I mean, hey. I'm willing to wax philosophical. If someone wants to answer, ask the question like, what is the purpose of life or why am I here? Like, I would be happy to chat with you, but probably not on the podcast because I would bore everybody. <laughs> so last night you sent me the cutest little pictures and videos. And I just want everybody to know. I mean, I wish we could show them right here, but tell us what happened last night. So uh, spring doesn't like dogs except for mine. So my dog is named BB. Well, we call her BB. Her real name is Tekaneva Partido, love song mascara, Cashew Beatrix. Which is why we call her BB. We call her BB. And she turned 15. She's old and she's kind of lazy and she's lumpy, but she's still super sweet and cuddly. Um, So now that my partner and I are all vaccinated, we took her out for a birthday dinner. She even had a little rainbow hat. Um, And... uh, she, even though I don't eat meat, uh, she got her own piece of chicken and she got her own piece of steak and she had a fantastic dinner party. How old is BB in dog years? Uh, how many? I don't I don't know what the calculation is. I don't um, know. I don't know dog years. You're the dog e- owner. It, it, it's either 90 <laughs> or 105, depending on how you look at it. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She, she's a geriatric old lady, but she's still super sweet and cuddly. And I kind of wish I was at home with her right now. She's my favorite. I mean, with COVID going on, you know, the world kind of sucked a lot. But one of the best parts is I got to be with my dog every day all the time. And like, we'll post some pictures spring. Uh, make sure <laughs> next week we we post some of those about like, and it's a little gay hat too. Like she was celebrating her gay birthday, even though she's a dog. She doesn't have a sexual orientation, but 
yesterday was <laughs> she she can take on the sexual orientation of those around her for party purposes <laughs> she absolutely did it was it was lovely <laughs> yay um but uh, I, I love her. And even though she's a little bit older, she's still like my beautiful little baby. And that kind of relates to our question today. Not really. So segue. Hey, Spring, <laughs> what are we talking about? Today, our question is, am I pretty enough? Yikes. And this question like really hits me in the gut. Um, so I'm very excited to talk about it today. Um, yeah. And let's just start talking about what we think that question might mean a little bit. I mean, we get a lot of questions about insecurity, like a huge number of our questions. If you go back to our podcast, like, does it smell right? Is it big enough? Am I too whatever? Is it too this or too that? But am I pretty enough? I mean, that one hits me too, um, because it's about like body confidence. It's about points of comparison. It's about like fear of rejection before you even ask a question. And it's really hard in today's world as well. Spring and I have been talking about how there's lots of you out there who are listening who haven't seen real people in a whole year. You've only seen photoshopped and (laughs) face-tuned pictures on social media or television. Yeah, like perfect (laughs) versions. And then uh, you look at yourself. I mean, I feel bad because I'm in Zoom calls all the time for everything. Even right now, I'm looking at myself. Uh, I've looked at myself more in the past year than I have in my entire life. And it's damaging. Mm. Like, mm. like I hit a point a couple years ago where I'm like, I just don't care what people think about me. And now all of a sudden, since I look at my face all the time, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I should care a little. I mean, but I look good. Don't worry, everyone. I look great. I look great. <laughs> of course you look great. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, you know, looking, it's true, looking at ourselves so often actually can create more insecurities, right? The more that we look at ourselves, then we're actually judging ourselves more, we're comparing ourselves more. And so the more that we're looking at ourselves, then kind of the worse off we are and thinking about um, how, how good we look and thinking about this idea about, am I pretty enough? And so there's definitely insecurities that arise here, but I also want to think about like, what, what is this question in relation to, you know? And I think, um, part of it is definitely like dating and looking for someone to have a relationship or to have sex with. But, um, also it could be this, like, what is like, what is the enough? Like, am I pretty enough for what? Um, and I think that, you know, part of it is just like, am I, pretty enough to leave the house? Am I pretty enough to like, you know, uh, get hit on by strangers, even though I don't actually want that, but I secretly kind of want it because it would be validation that I am pretty enough, right? Sometimes though, um, when we get these questions, there's a lot of context built in, right? Like someone gives us a whole scenario for Spring and I to really answer a specific question. Um, Sometimes we get a lot of information from listeners and it's fine. Like send us as many details as you want. You know, we'll make sure that we don't reveal anything that would identify you on the air. But this question, am I pretty enough without any context? I mean, I took it when I when I read it, like, am I pretty enough to be loved is, is like my first gut response. Yeah, like spring is making eyes at me right now. Like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> That made me almost cry, like just hearing you say that. Am I pretty enough to be loved? But I mean, am I pretty enough to be dated? Am I pretty enough to ask him or her or them out? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's so hard because the question hurts because the world around us has made 
you, me, Spring, all of us feel terrible about ourselves and our bodies. And we all have to do so much work to feel good enough to prove to the world that we're pretty. Except I don't care about that world enough. And it's still like in the back of my head, there's that voice, like you're still not good enough. And, and I mean, that's the other read for me. So like, am I pretty enough to be loved? And then, you know, if I take another step back and look at it from like a thousand feet, like, am I good enough is the other kind of part of this question. Uh, I mean, and, and that's how the direction that I'm planning on answering today. I don't know. What about you, Spring? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, thinking about am I pretty enough to be whatever. It's like really about this comparison, right? So we're thinking about, you know, how we're seeing ourselves in comparison to others. And so this pretty enough thing is like, we're always measuring up to other people and we're always saying, am I prettier than that person? Am I prettier than that person? Like, where do I fall in this ranking system? Um, and so as we're starting to think about, you know, these, how we're measuring ourselves and how we're measuring to those around us, I think it's also important to think about like how people perceive others. So like you're perceiving this through your own lens, right? So like I'm looking at myself through this specific lens and I'm looking at everyone else through that same lens. Um, I'm probably harder on myself than I am on other people in this lens, right? We know that. Um, but then other people are looking through totally different lenses, right? So every single person has their own idea of what is beautiful to them based on how they grew up, their culture, the things that they've been exposed to, um, the like kinks and things that have like gotten them excited over time. And they have this own, their own lens of like what makes someone beautiful. And so I think the most important thing to start to think about is like how different every single person's lens is because everybody's lens is totally different. And yeah, we all have like some idea of like, we all might think a certain superstar is like attractive or something, but not everyone is going to agree with that. Like there will be some people who even think who's, I don't even know who's the like most attractive superstars like right now. Do you know? <laughs> this is embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> like, the cast of the, the Duke, the Duke from Bridgerton is like, <laughs> the most beautiful man there we go i'm no i'm sure listeners if you watch bridgerton spring would never watch it because she doesn't watch things with period costumes but oh he's so sexy yeah. and he's not in his clothes pretty frequently so you don't have to worry about the period costume no but i mean i think the other thing that we have to talk about like yeah sure those lenses are really important and our lens when we look at ourselves is is always the most critical right? Like we are looking for flaws. Other people around us are not looking for flaws. I mean, and if you are with somebody who's constantly picking at you and looking for looking for flaws in you, like time to boot them out of your life. Um, but we're always judging ourselves based on these standards of beauty. And the thing is, those standards of beauty are being created by the media around us, right? Like the pictures that we see that we try to compare ourselves to, whether it's a magazine or a YouTube video or an Instagram post, like we always need to be telling ourselves like, this is not real. That's not a real person. I mean, I think a great example of the problem with beauty standards is look at the Instagram post of any of the Kardashians, right? They look like plastic aliens, but that's what people think they should look like now. That's what they think they should look like if they want to be pretty. Those aren't real. <laughs> yeah. 
Those aren't real. <laughs> like, completely not real. I mean, and, and it's more than not real, right? Like there's surgeries and injections and fillers and boob jobs and butt jobs and, and lifts. And like, I think it's really dangerous though. Like the, the question, am I pretty brings to mind, like how dangerous it is for us to be making comparisons to things that aren't real. Like, uh, I remember I used to look at makeup ads in magazines whatever. And uh, like, how do these women's faces <laughs> look so good? Like they look so perfect to me as like a 10 year old and a 12 year old and a 16 year old. And I'd never met a woman who looked like that a single time in my, in my whole life. <laughs> and, and, and it took until I was like, you know, probably 16. We're like, Oh, like are, they're pretty because they're lying to me. Like there's a <laughs> lie, like the lens that we're using to make those comparisons is a lens that's completely false. There's there's no truth to what's going on there. And then the more you look, you can see how much it's actually edited. Um, so are you pretty enough to be a plastic alien? Sure, just get some Instagram filters and plastic <laughs> surgery and all those other things. But that's not the question you're asking. And I think for us to answer that question, we need to take a step away from that lens. Um, but we need to take a short break. We'll be right back to keep talking about are you pretty? The answer is yes. You're pretty enough. Yes. Okay. Be right back. <laughs> All right, listeners. We love you. You're beautiful. Thanks for being here with us today. You are 100% pretty enough. Probably more than pretty enough. But also, since everybody has these like such different lenses that they're looking through, I also just want to say like how interesting and amazing that diversity is, right? Like not only are we all so diverse, like we all look very different um, and we all choose to express ourselves physically very differently, but then like the lenses that everybody has to look through are very different and everybody has different things that they're interested in. And I'm always so surprised at that. And it's so amazing. Like there are parts of my body that I critique the hardest and I find very unattractive to myself. And then I will have somebody that's interested in dating me, like tell me how much they love that specific part of my body. And I will just be amazed. Like I will be like, what, how could anybody find that part of me attractive? And yet it's true that there are people that will find like the parts of you that you feel like are the least likely to have someone be interested in, they'll be interested in. And that's what is really cool about the diversity of people on this planet is that everybody is interested in different things and everybody is attracted to different things. And so I feel like this question, like, am I pretty enough? Like, you're always pretty enough and there's always somebody that's going to find you amazingly beautiful. And that's like where you have to start from. You have to start knowing that, knowing that somebody out there or millions of people out there are going to find you amazingly beautiful. And not everybody is because everybody has a different lens and some people are also just mean, but, <laughs> but in general. And I want to talk about meanness for just one second too. It. Um, it, it is really important for everyone to know that being pretty is not a personality. Being pretty does not make you interesting. It does not make you fun. It does not make you witty. It does not make you attractive in all of those other ways. Um, and sometimes prettiness comes with pettiness and meanness. Um, so 
you are much better off focusing on self-improvement and self-development and learning skills and practicing communication. And I mean, if you want to have sex, you practicing sex and practicing all of these things, then you are to focus on, am I pretty enough? Right? Because yes, you are pretty enough, but being pretty does not make you more dateable, does not make you more lovable, does not make you more acceptable, right? Being a more interesting person being a better person, being a person who engages with the world in ways that makes positive change for the people in and around your life. Yes, that's what makes you enough. All of those other things. Being pretty is not what makes you enough. And also, being being pretty is temporary. I live in Miami where there is a lot of plastic surgery and it's kind of <laughs> interesting and fun to watch what the, happens over time to prettiness, right? Like, it does not last forever. No matter how much money you have for plastic surgery and facelifts and Botox and fillers, all of those things, like it's temporary and it's fleeting. You're much better off focusing on becoming the best you you can be. Um, and I'm, I mean, if you've had Botox, that's great. I, I'm fine with it. But there's all of this other research I could talk about, like uh, you know, people who get a lot of Botox paralyze their face and they can't move. But the number one thing that people find like attractive and sexy and pretty about people are people who have very expressive faces. So if you give up facial expression to have a smooth face, you actually make yourself less attractive to most people. Um, just look up the history of Nicole Kidman's face. Like you can see, like whatever she was super Botox, everyone's like, oh, she's kind of terrifying. But now she got rid of it and people are like, oh, she's really attractive. I mean, prettiness is such a petty way to evaluate yourself. Like it, it's, it's, not, it, it's not worth your time. It doesn't last forever. Um, and I agree with everything that Spring is saying, right? Like there are people who find everything attractive, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like if you hate a part of yourself, someone else is going to be like, I, mm. I like that about you. We can talk about the lizard brain, like what makes the lizard brain turn on and be like, oh, yeah. Mm. That? Oh. <laughs> but if you are using that as a way to judge yourself, like if you are using your prettiness as a form of self-assessment, if you are worth other people's time or energy or dating or love or anything else, then the issue is you and you need to do some work on yourself, right? Because prettiness can't be how you place value on yourself in relationship to everybody else. And, and you know, I mean, this is reflected in social media. This is reflected in, um, shows and movies. Like we always see these tropes of the like very beautiful people who just like don't have any depth to them or like we don't really know anything about them. And it's like, it's just not that interesting. And it's just like, um, we're actually really interested once it gets down to it in this inner beauty, right? Like what, what are you doing for others? What are you doing for yourself? How, how are you like bettering yourself? And like, these are the things that everyone is actually interested in. And even if somebody says like, Oh, all I'm interested in is like dating the hottest girl. Um, that's only true for about two minutes. <laughs> like that, that fascination with uh, outer beauty does not last long because there's nothing to keep it going. And, and everybody knows that there's, there's no, uh, there's no argument against that in any way. And if we look those people who are constantly chasing the most beautiful girl or boy in the room, they enter into those relationships and those relationships do not last long. Um, we see all of these tropes of, you know, like 60 year old men dating 20 year old women. And that woman turns 25 and no longer looks like an 18 year old and off to the next woman again. So like all of those point 
lots of comparison with prettiness and self-value and worthiness of relationships. Like, there aren't very many happy endings out there for you. Now, if you if you feel like you're really pretty, Spring and I are not putting you down at all in this episode. Like, we want to prop you up. And I am so proud that even though the world tells us that we're not good enough, that you feel like you're beautiful. Um, so congratulations to all of you. I'm still working on that journey every day. Like, I have self-doubts. Um, am I pretty enough as a really loaded question. Um, but I think it's a good question for everyone to be reflective about as well and realize that that's not the way that I want to, you know, project my value into the world around me. I'd much prefer it to be in all of the other attributes that I have. And sure, uh, maybe I'm not the prettiest. Uh, but if I'm a fun person, if I'm a good person, if I'm a witty person, if I'm fun to be around, if I make other people's lives better, then I'm actually the pretty one in the room. Can I tell you a secret? Hmm. Someone sent me a really mean message on Instagram telling me that I wasn't pretty a couple of weeks ago. It was like a friend of a friend that followed me, like someone that I've never actually met in real life. And I've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks and I haven't told anyone. And it was it was so hurtful. Like they told me that, um, I obviously think I'm pretty, but I'm not. And, um, I'm so ugly. And if I didn't have pink hair, I'd probably be even more ugly, which that was a weird, that was a weird insult, but, (laughs) um, but it really, really hurt, you know, like just to get a random message from a stranger, um, telling you just FYI, you're not attractive. (laughs) Um, and it, yeah, it felt like how dare somebody like think that they can um, make that assessment and then tell me that. And I've been thinking a lot over the past couple of weeks about how much it affected me, you know, like how much that comment from a stranger really like crept into my soul and made me feel really bad about myself. And um So I think, you know, like when we're thinking about this, am I pretty enough? It's also like, how can we, what Andrew was just saying, build each other up? Because it's so important to build each other up in all of these aspects, not just telling someone they're beautiful, because that isn't the most important thing. But how do we support each other so that we do have this self-worth, so that we do feel like excited to go out into the world and to meet new people and feel like, of course, we are um, lovable. And of course, we deserve this attention and relationships and whatever it else is that we want. And, and these negative comments that we get, we get them from all angles at all times are so strong that we have to do a lot to build ourselves up, to do it for ourselves and for the people we love around us. I mean, that's part of my whole life philosophy. Um, I didn't even know what it was. Spring's the one who told me. I know I've talked about it before, but shine theory, um, like the world doesn't get brighter when you tear somebody else down, right? Shine theory is all like, no matter, like if I'm in a room and I, I can build you up, and you are light and you're bright, it doesn't diminish me. It makes the whole room, it makes the whole world brighter. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's the solution to this question as well. Uh, and, and I'm really glad Spring like took us here uh, towards the end of the episode is that like, you know, maybe you don't feel pretty enough, but if you uh, are helping light other people up, helping other people shine, and you're with other people who help you shine, those kind of really nasty comments like the one Spring got on her Instagram, um, I mean... I kind of want to want to go smack that 
I wish someone said that kind of thing to me because I would love it. I would run with it. I would take it public. <laughs> I would post it. I would be like, ha ah, ha, look at this idiot. Of course I'm not muscular enough. I mean, self-deprecation, not the best trade in the world, but um, I'm really sorry that someone said that to you. It's like just like someone went out of their way <laughs> to try to make yeah. you feel bad, try to make you feel like you weren't pretty enough for them, a stranger. I know, it's so interesting. And I felt like I... I, I came up with a million responses over the past couple of weeks of what I felt like I should have said to them. But I mean, I just blocked them. I didn't like engage with them at all. And, um, and I was like with a friend when it happened and I didn't even tell her, you know, I was just like, I was just like, this is too embarrassing. Like it felt like so painful that I couldn't even say something out loud in that moment. I was just like block. Um, and I, I feel like, yeah, there were a lot of things I could have responded to with that person, but I could have joked, I could have like, uh, educated, I could have done a lot of things, but it just felt, um, like not worth my time or energy. And, uh, <sighs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Am I pretty enough? I didn't submit this question, by the way, guys. It seems like I did. It seems like I submitted this question today, didn't it? Well, it was submitted like uh, two years ago. We're a little bit <laughs> behind in the queue. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the answer. So, getting back to the very basis of this question is: you are enough, right? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're working on being a better you, if you're working on being a better person, now, if you're only working on being pretty enough then the answer will never be yes, right? Because there's always someone prettier in the room. There's always a better picture on Instagram. There's always a better background or filter. There's always a better Kardashian and drag queen makeup. <laughs> I mean, they were, oh, all that, you know, all that contouring stuff that they do, that they stole that from drag queens. I know, it's so fancy. I don't even understand it. It's like magic. It, it's, I mean, I can show you how next time you're in town. Get I don't out, think I can wear that much makeup. I cry uh, I too mean, much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, so I, I think we're coming to the end of the episode. You are good enough, right? You are pretty enough. But I'm going to urge you to not make prettiness, you know, the goal of your life. Don't make prettiness that point of comparison. Live a rich, full, fun life, making your life better and making lives of people around you better. And I can guarantee you being pretty doesn't really make any of those lives better, right? Make, make your life a little smooth around the edges in some ways, but the kind of people who are going to be seeking you out are probably going to be wanting to date or have sex with you for maybe the wrong reasons or maybe for some really shallow reasons. Um, so you are, you're good enough, you're pretty enough. And uh, my, my tip for the day, just the tip is coming from RuPaul herself, like how the hell are you going to love anyone else if you don't love yourself, right? You, you have to get that first, you have to get through that first barrier. You have to know that you're good enough because if you don't, right, you're never going to be able to really fully be vested in other people and other relationships because that self-doubt, that doubt of your prettiness and value is always going to get in the way. So got to get that work done. Got to stop looking at all of those Instagram models and, you know, know that you, yes, you are enough. And if you don't feel like you are enough, work on making yourself more interesting, your best you. All right. What about you, Spring? My tip is to listen to the people that authentically compliment you. 
and like really hear those compliments and accept them. I think a lot of us um, push those down when we hear someone say like, oh, you look so pretty today or oh, I love the way that looks on you. A lot of us try to just like diminish that or laugh it off. And um, how amazing would it be to like actually really hear those compliments and like take them in. So like, that's my tip today. That's my challenge. Like the next time someone compliments you, like soak in it, like feel like how good that feels and then thank them. Um, And don't try to make light of it or make less of it, like really enjoy it. Um, And then do the same for someone else. Especially men. Right. <laughs> men never, almost never get compliments. Ask men in your life the last time they were complimented or someone told them that they were attractive. Most of them can't even remember a time or if they do, they were like 12 years old. and like, oh, I still remember the time when someone in fourth grade told me, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Try it with men. You'll totally change their world just by saying something kind. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening today. If you have any follow-up questions about this episode or any other questions about life, I guess that's our new target according to the beginning of this episode. No, if you have any questions at all about uh, health, human sexuality, relationships, anything at all, we'd love to chat with you about it. You can send us an email at uh, we are the sex at gmail.com. That's wrap with a W. You can call us at 413. I wrap it and you can find us on social media at the sex wrap. And, yeah. and we have one more one more announcement about our social media. You should get on it because we have a um, survey that we are still conducting for people that listen to the sex rap. So you can find that survey link right in our um, Instagram bio. That's an easy way to find it. It's also going to be here in the show notes. We'll have it um, in the actual show notes so you can scroll down and get the link there also. But we would love to hear from you. So please check that out. Yeah. Yep. And there are some financial incentives for taking that survey as well. You can win hundreds of dollars. All right, everybody. (laughs) Have an awesome day. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.